Hello and welcome to the Community Cactus. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. So on my last podcast, I got into MLMs. And you know, I sat with that for not very long and thought, I need to go into this further. I need to unpack this. And I clearly state that I'm anti-MLM, but I I don't want to just be one of those people that's like, I don't like MLMs. That's not my intention. I have a business background and a big part of why, how do I say this? My issue with MLMs isn't just, I don't like them. It's from a business standpoint, it's not, I find their business model isn't profitable to most people. It's a false sense of um, success, I guess you could say. And I don't want to sit and say that some people aren't successful because there is the, I think, one to 5% that does really well in MLMs. And then you have a small percentage that does moderate with it. But most people, it's something like 95% of them, they don't really make any money. And the entire setup of an MLM is very much like a pyramid. And Anyone that I have met that is pro MLM or part of an MLM says, yeah, well, every business is a pyramid. You've got a president, you've got people that work under them, or you've got a CEO and it goes down and there's one at the top and everybody's underneath and it makes a pyramid. Okay, I'm going to unpack this for you right now. And I'm going to explain why an MLM pyramid scheme is not the same as any other company. And I'm gonna give you two examples, all right? So the first example is going to be a car dealership because we're dealing with sales. And the second example I'm gonna give you is an insurance company because it's more of a typical office. So if I am a salesperson and I work at a Ford or a Chrysler or Jeep dealership, I am selling a product. A salesperson who works that's selling a product like a car or a truck, or a, you know what, it can apply to any sales of a product within an actual structured company. You know, if you're a retail associate and you're selling clothes or furniture, whatever it may be. But for this, we're going to say if you're selling cars. So you're selling a car, I'm coming in to buy a car. When I show up and say to you, you know, I'm looking for a two-door sports car, something real cute and the color red, and I I want it to, you know, be $40,000 is like my max that I can spend. Show me what you got or show me what my options are. I don't know how to shop for a car, but you know, something like that. <laughs> I haven't bought one in a while. But <clears throat> you make a decision as to, you know, what you want to buy or what you're looking for. Maybe you need a new truck. So when you go to the sales associate, he doesn't turn around and say, hey, do you want to join my team and sell these cars yourself? You'll get a great discount. Uh, no. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes people are looking for people to join their companies and say, hey, you know, we have an open position here. But generally, that's not what happens when you go to buy a car. You go to the dealership. You have a conversation, they show you what's available, maybe you make a purchase, maybe you go somewhere else and shop around. But at no point in a typical conversation with a salesperson 
in a car dealership, are they trying to recruit you? Okay? That's difference number one. Now, the second part to that, and we'll continue using a dealership as the example for this part of it. They always say, well, there's somebody at the top and there's other people down below and it it forms a pyramid. The person who's a salesperson, they're earning a commission based on a sale. Okay, that part is similar, but that's where it ends. When you make a sale and you report to, say, a sales manager and a sales manager reports to a dealership manager or an operations manager and an operation manager reports to a owner or, you know, I think it's an owner of a dealership. It does appear like a pyramid because there's more salespeople and less people as you go up. However, each person's income isn't derived directly from recruiting people. You're not building more people. If the dealership has four staff members that are selling and one of them chooses to go from, say, a Ford dealership to a Chrysler dealership, they're going to replace that salesperson. They're not going to recruit 50 other people under each of them and call them an upline. No, it's filling a position within a company and companies have hierarchies. Hierarchies are not pyramids. And that's what I find this argument that every company is a pyramid. No, because if the if the manager of operations decides, you know what, I'm going to retire or I'm going to leave and go to another dealership. So if they leave, their position is filled by another person. When you're with an Arbonne, let's say, and you decide, I am not going to do MLM or Arbon or Alouette or Avon or whatever anymore, your uplines go away. So the person who recruited you in, all of your stuff goes away. It has to go to other people. You don't just get replaced because you're not part of a hierarchy. You're not part of a company. You're part of recruiting, a recruiting structure. And another big difference is when you go to a car dealership, you're buying, you go there to buy a product, they sell you the product. Every time I have met with somebody from one of these companies, you know, Arbonne, Alouette, Avon, Mary Kay, the list goes on and on. The products seem to be secondary. Their main goal is having more people recruited under them. That doesn't happen in normal companies. It's not about just recruiting people and everybody having, quote unquote, their own business. First of all, you are working for that company. You are a independent consultant. And by recruiting for them, you're making money off of what your recruiter brings in. That is a pyramid scheme. The difference is, and the loophole is, and do your homework, is that they do sell a product. And that is the way that they get around it. There are also statistics to show you that when you are with an MLM, you, after so many uplines, I believe it's like, you know, six or seven uplines, the amount of people that you would need to like keep filling that would end up 
being more than the population of the globe. Like it doesn't take very long to see that only the top people in that pyramid are making money. And that's the difference in most companies. Now, okay, the salesman, he may only make a commission off of the sales of the product. But the operations manager gets a salary. When he is say he's hiring more staff members. So this is, I think, how they try to justify this. So if he's replacing somebody in his team, whether it's, you know, a salesperson or, you know, somebody that sits at the front desk, perhaps he's got one of his service associates that are leaving. When he replaces them, he doesn't get a change in salary. When they leave, his salary doesn't change. He is paid his wage. If he leaves and somebody else comes in, there's another wage that's determined. That doesn't happen in Arbonne. You don't have a salary. And it's not like getting paid commission because if you were paid commission, you would be more interested in selling the product, but you make more money by recruiting more people. Do you see what I'm saying here, people? (laughs) Now let's look at the other example. And I think I want to use this because it's, I mean, it's a typical business. So an insurance company, So you've got the owner, the president, maybe a CEO, depending on what their title is. You might have some VPs and then you might have some directors, some managers, and then you have staff. Okay, yeah. So you might have, you know, 50 staff and four managers and two vice presidents and one president. Oh my God, it's a pyramid. No, it is an organizational hierarchy. Let's get this into our vocab, okay? It's a it's not a fucking pyramid because somebody who is a broker, an insurance broker, they get paid a salary, just like the manager gets paid a salary. They have a job to do day to day. They are a part of the operations of a business. So a broker is going to be selling insurance or they're going to be writing policies. Even if you do make a slight commission off of like an insurance policy, you're actually like getting paid a salary. It's not a commission job. So as an insurance broker, you will report to a manager and that manager's job is to oversee however many people are, you know, dealing with say the auto insurance and And there might be another manager for home insurance. And then there might be another manager for life insurance. And their job is to manage the staff so that clients are taken care of, so that policies are written and everything's done correctly. And then they report to their managers who are looking at the business from a profitability standpoint. But at no point is anybody's salary or anybody's income dictated by people below them. That's a big difference. The manager's salary isn't going to be impacted by his staff. His staff don't have to keep recruiting people and keep finding people to earn more money. When you talk, even in the other example, your job may be to sell a product, or in this case, it may be around insurance, but it's based on the product. And that's not a pyramid. Because every single person within that hierarchy of a business, they have a salary. And even in insurance, if you have somebody who's a president, if they get replaced, 
it doesn't change anything below them. They still have a new person come in, they have a salary, and that's it. Like, I love when I see this argument that every company is a pyramid scheme because I'm like, no, every company has hierarchy because that's how companies are run. Otherwise, you're a sole proprietor. I mean, if you are owner of a company and you have staff, there are people below you, it automatically makes it look like a pyramid. But that's just when you draw it on a piece of paper. It's not a pyramid because nobody is dependent on the other people to like recruit other people and keep building it. So one person doesn't have to recruit two people who has to recruit, you know, four people or six people or 10 people. And by recruiting more people, they're all making more money. It directly impacts how much money you could make as an MLM representative. That's not the case in any other business. And I find that's the part that is so mind-boggling about these MLMs and like people who get sucked in because the people that I know are like such smart, intelligent women. And it's targeted, it's been proven to be targeted to 35 to 40-year-old well-educated women And this time right now during a pandemic is like the biggest time that they go after. And honestly, most people lose money. Most people do not make money in an MLM. And I don't give a shit how many people want to post online. Look at my paycheck. This is how much I make. Or look at my lavish lifestyle. That's a part of their selling tactic. Make it look like you're doing awesome. I have had somebody who has told me they're going to get the Mercedes. They've been saying that for like five years. Guess what, honey? You ain't ever getting the fucking Mercedes. Because nobody gets the Mercedes. There's like four people in this company that actually make friggin' decent money. All of their income reports are online. Like this stuff isn't a secret. And that's the part that mind boggles me. That it's not like you can't find this information. This information is not hidden. It is available. And if you did your homework, you would see that an MLM is not a viable business model for most people. And by the way, it's not your fucking business. You don't make the product. You don't come up with the name. You don't do the packaging. You don't do the product research behind any of these products. You are simply a sales consultant. And I think my biggest issue with MLMs, and I'm fired up, I'm not going to lie. My biggest issues with MLM is that they sell, like like they brainwash people. Like it's a fucking cult. You know, honestly, I don't understand how somebody joins these and it's their whole fucking life. I know people who have successful businesses full-on entrepreneurs with, yes, actual companies, not freaking MLM schemes. I'm talking like real businesses, brick and mortar, service-oriented, from whether it's a sales business, a retail store, or, you know, a corporate office in the tech industry. I know lots of business owners, and their business is absolutely a huge part of their lives, but it's not their whole life. You don't see them going to events and trying to recruit people to come join their business. No, because then they have to pay them. (laughs) Like, you're not recruiting people every waking hour of every effing day for your business. Unless you are legitimately growing, then you might reach out to a, you know, 
an HR person or a recruitment company to say, hey, I need to find somebody to fill this position. And you'll put an ad out on Indeed or somewhere and you'll try to find someone to fill that position. Or you may ask your friends, hey, do you know a graphic designer I'm looking to hire or somebody that specializes in marketing or perhaps an HR person that is qualified? I mean, how do they not see this? Like I just sit there and I go, it's literally black and white. Like there is no gray area when it comes to an MLM, but yet it sucks so many people in. And I sit there, okay, if you just want a discount on products, go for it. Like that I totally get. Like if you really genuinely like some of the products that they have, go for it. But you know what? That shake that they're selling for $50, you know, you can go to a nutrition store like those specialty stores that sell nutrition products and you can buy it for half the price and it's still considered expensive those shakes those weird whatever green drinks that I keep seeing Arbon promoting you can get those at a juice shop you can hell fuck I can get that at Foodland like they've got juices by some organic company you know I don't know where but like it's You don't need to pay like all this extra money for a product that you can buy anywhere. I mean, that's what I don't understand. And I love how they're, our our makeup is all natural. Well, I'm going on Arbonne because that's, seems like the one right now that everybody's a part of. I'm like, well, the body shop sells all natural makeup and it's way cheaper. (laughs) So I can go there. Like there's just, there's nothing with what they're selling that makes them unique from many other companies. You know, Olay, which is a company that's been around forever, is actually one of the most researched products out there. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't know all the details about their products, but you can buy that as face moisturizer for like $10. And you know that there's a lot of research because they've been around for like 100 years. (laughs) So, I mean... Whether you buy an expensive product line or not an expensive product line or whether you like it or you don't like it, they're trying to sell like it's something special and magical, but it's not. There's comparable products on the market. So if you like it, cool, buy it. But the reality is it's nothing different. It's nothing special. There is something else that's probably cheaper that's just as comparable. And that's like anything in life. You can buy the Walmart shoes or you can buy the Louis Vuittons. But the difference is... Walmart isn't trying to recruit me. The car dealership isn't trying to recruit me. When I call to get insurance, hell, they're trying to scare me away most of the time. (laughs) Definitely not recruit me. I think that's the part that just drives me up the wall is there's so much information that's very clear on what an MLM is doing and how it is very similar to a pyramid scheme. And every MLM person that I have ever met is always trying to justify it saying that no, every company is a pyramid. We're not a pyramid. Come on. Like you fucking drank the Kool-Aid. Okay. Wake up. Give your head a shake. Your job isn't running a business. You don't own your own business. I'm sick and tired of hearing people that are part of these companies. I've got my business. You should join my business. You don't have a fucking business. Do you pay the taxes on that business? No, you pay taxes on your sales. Just like everybody else does. Because I get a paycheck and I pay taxes on that. That's normal. 
when you own a business, there's a whole other different set of stuff that you have to deal with and pay for and navigate. Working as a sales consultant for another company is not the same thing. You didn't pay to start it. You don't pay the overhead of that business. You know, one of the things that I want to get into with the MLM, beyond the fact that it is very similar to a pyramid structure, although it has some products, but I want to get into what else you're sacrificing by joining an MLM. The reality is that so many people who join an MLM also like they're often facing social, financial, and emotional consequences as a result of their work. And you're probably wondering, well, how the heck is that possible? Well, social. Everybody I know that has joined, and I'm using Arbonne, I'm sorry, but that's the one that seems to, I keep getting messages about. Everybody I know that has joined an Arbonne can't have a conversation that isn't about Arbonne. So from a social standpoint, you have literally hit up Every person you know from your inner circle, your extended circle, your heck, that person that you maybe rode on the bus with six months ago, you are reaching out to any human being you have ever been in contact with. Do you want to know what that does to them? If they're a person like me, they don't want to hang out with you anymore because the only thing that your life revolves around is now this MLM. You literally don't have anything else to offer because you're spending every waking hour networking the heck out of this company and it puts people uncomfortable because it's not normal to do that with most jobs financial you're probably thinking well but i could make some extra cash even if it's only 100 bucks a month but how much did you have to spend you know how much product are you buying from this company to then promote and then you're trying to promote the product but really you're trying to recruit people you know because ultimately it's about recruiting other people to sell the product It's not generally so much about the product, but you need to buy the product because you have to buy in. In order to not be a pyramid scheme, products need to be sold. But the most people who are buying the products are the ones who are part of the MLM because it's a requirement. And if it's not a requirement, it's strongly suggested because they want you to promote their products online. But when you actually meet with somebody about it, inevitably... The first question, say you go to them about products. Yeah, this is great. This is why. This is all the things. You're going to have the best skin in the world. You should buy this product. Hey, do you want to join and be a distributor and get it at a discount? Because that's ultimately the next thing. So even if they do honestly, legitimately sell you a product, the next question is always, do you want to be a distributor? Always. The the never is separate. How much money can somebody keep spending on this? Like say you're a single mom and you're legitimately trying to make extra money. It's horrible that they have to dish out so much money to buy the product, to promote the product. And then when you try to sell the product, you then recruit people. That's an issue. And emotional. I find that with MLM, there's so much of this hustle culture and this You know, if you're not making sales, you're not trying hard enough. If you're not successful in recruiting people to join your team, you're not trying hard enough. There is a real like positive overlay of a negative undertone. And that is key. 
I have seen so much footage of these, you know, selling, promoting seminars and like, you know, everybody talks about, well, I don't know if you know anyone, but people I know in it, oh, we got to go on this trip and we got to go on this recruitment thing and we got to go on this sales marketing whatever some you know there's always an event and they always have these really you know well-known positive hustle sell you know I think like Rachel Hollis actually spoke at one of these events or has been hired to speak at many of these and it's it's not truly a positive message because the message really is If you work hard enough, you will succeed. If you're not succeeding, you're not working hard enough. And that's not true in all things. I mean, yes, working hard is a great thing. You should work hard with your job and your career. And I mean a real one. But it's not always work harder. Because working harder isn't always a guarantee of better and more successful results. What is really important to remember is that if you start feeling less than because you're not like those people on stage or the people in your upline, as they call it, that are pushing hard and making sales, you're not failing. You're not a failure. This is designed to fail. It is nearly impossible to make an excellent income around this that actually would have a a balanced life. You just can't. The, The toll it takes on people who don't find success with it is from an emotional standpoint, they think, well, if so and so can do it, why can't I do it? And that's not a good way to think. That's not a good mentality to have. That doesn't help women. That doesn't help, well, men if there are any, but generally you're not helping each other. You're setting people up for failure. And the numbers and statistics and the income reports show that, but they're making it sound like the complete opposite and that most people are making bank. And that's not true. You know, just for fun, I'm going to see if I can dig out one of these income statements and I'm going to post it in the show notes. It's all there, black and white. Just to give you some statistics, the Federal Trade Commission found that only 0.4% of direct sales consultants from MLMs made money. These are from, this is actual data. So when I say there's statistics, I mean, it's out there. They have to file taxes. The company has to show their profits and earnings. And I think what you really need to like hammer home when it comes to MLMs is that the money that they're making as a company isn't because of the products. And you really need to understand that. MLM's primary goal is recruiting. And when you realize that that's the main thing, then how are they making money off those products? It's from the consultants that they recruit. And the consultants are the ones really buying that product. And then the bigger goal is when you've built a team. So let's say you've recruited 
30 people. That's a, that's a lot of people. But let's say you've recruited over 30 people. You make money from them, but you need them to stay on board. Because unlike real companies, you make money from your downlines. And when they can't sell or they can't recruit people, your job then really becomes trying to get them not to quit. Because if they quit, you stop making money off them. You tend to also alienate other people, like I was talking about earlier. And you know, let's go back to that example of a dealership, a car dealership or an insurance company. One of the things about people that work in a company is that generally you're in a role that fits your education or qualifications or both. So for example, if you have an HR department within either of those companies, which you know, if it's large enough, you probably do. Somebody who works in HR went to school for HR. MLM is targeting anybody and everybody. And guess what? They have no, well, not no, they may not have any idea about business or how to run a business or how to successfully market to people. They are just going by what the company's telling them. But the reality is they're just told by their person what to say. And don't get me wrong. I know somebody's going to argue and say, well, in every company, there's stuff that you learn. Yeah, of course, you're always learning about a company and its products and this and that. But the reality is if you're working in insurance or if you're working in a car dealership, you probably have some skills related to that industry or you have some history in that industry or you've gone to school and have some specialization in something like HR or marketing and can apply it amongst different industries. But that's not what happens in MLMs. MLMs are targeting like stay-at-home moms that want to make money on the side and they want to sell them on this, you can earn more money sitting at home having a party every once in a while then you know your spouse who works eight to four or nine to five i just want to get back to that circle like the social circle part and i think what bothers me the most is that the only people that i find mlm you know direct sales consultants socialize with are people that are in the same you know model. So they're part of the same company. And don't get me wrong, we do form social bonds with people that we work with. But what I notice with the MLMs is that it really takes you away from exploring friendships or relationships outside of that bubble. Because most people generally don't think that way. And it makes them uncomfortable. And you always feel as a friend to one of these people that you're just being sold to or they're trying to recruit you to, you know, their bubble. And if you're not willing to go into the bubble, then they're not really interested in more than that. So I feel like that for me is one of the the biggest, there's a lot of problems with MLMs, but I think the fact that Somebody who's a part of it becomes, I would I would honestly say, brainwashed into this thought process and brainwashed to constantly be building and building and building. And they think it's like, I'm hustling, I'm building a business. But you will never see that in like 
most businesses. You know, you just, if an actual company doesn't do that, they don't recruit people to make money. They sell a product or they sell a service. And if there's no jobs, there's no jobs. Like there's many students out there that would like to get a job somewhere and guess what? They're not hiring. That's, you know, MLMs is the complete opposite of that. They're always hiring because there is no job, because there is no money. And I think what's, you know, and even more interesting, because it's not trained people that are really teaching you how to make money or build your whatever quote-unquote business because it's not a business, you're a sales consultant, I think people buy into it because they see the hope of freedom and that if I join an MLM, I'll have the freedom to make other choices because I won't be financially strapped for cash or I'll have some financial freedom which will then allow me to explore other things and you know, I'll help the family, whatever the reason is, I I really truly believe that ultimately they get you on this, if I do well, I'll have freedom. You know, freedom from the constraints of a normal nine to five job. What really happens is that you're restricted. You have certain sales tactics you have to follow and policies and income ceilings. And there's a lot of things that the recruiters just aren't really telling you because if they did, you wouldn't join. You know, there's an old saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And I find with MLMs, if you just start with that thought process, because what they talk about when you meet with somebody and they're trying to recruit you, they make it sound fucking awesome. It's like the best thing that's been invented, you know, since the microwave, (laughs) which also sucks. (laughs) And I just, ah. I just wish more people would take the time to educate themselves and not just fall into what it's being told through their MLM. Like go outside, go and look at the statistics. You know, in the U.S. as the Federal Reserve does have, was it Federal Reserve? Look at like the Federal Trade Commission. They're not out there trying to, um, They're not gaining anything by telling you information about MLMs and their business and financial structure. And I think that's what you like people need to understand that are considering or think that they're actually going to be successful with it is that the information that's out there to tell you the facts, it's not coming from a source like this one, I guess, that's just because they don't like it or because they don't think it's a good strategy. It's just data. It's just statistics and data that is being pulled because it's got to file as a company its own financial reports. It has to report on how much they're earning and how much people are earning. And that's why looking at something like the Federal Trade Commission, when they compare MLM companies and they disclose compensation models, that's information. That is fact. That is not somebody just trying to shit on them. Like there is no way around it. It it is designed for most people to fail. And by most people not being successful, those people at the top, the handful, that one to five percent, they make a lot of fucking money because you buy in. So you know how we stop this? Just don't join one. Don't support one. I don't buy products from MLM companies, not because they don't sometimes have great products. 
I have actually enjoyed a couple face creams back in the day. I have tried some. But when I did my homework, I just cannot give any of my money to a company that deceives people. And I'm all about let's bring each other up, like women supporting women. And I I truly do wish my friends and my friends of friends and my friends of friends of friends of friends success if they really believe in their MLM company. I do. Why not? I want you to be successful. I wish you wouldn't be so naive, but I want you to be successful. But I, as an informed consumer, as an informed business owner, as an informed woman, will not support a company that has a majority of their people suffering financially while hiding that fact because they're not telling the truth and that's disgusting. And I think that's what bothers me is that it's disgusting that they're allowed to get away with it and that they're allowed to sell and and promote their company with a lot of lies and false promotion and false advertising. You know, we talked about cancel culture. This is something that should be canceled. I'm surprised they're still legal. I mean, it's so borderline. You know, they've really just skated by. And it's just that one thing is that they have to have a product. But to me, more people suffer from these companies than it helps. And I will not support that. So this was a ranty one. (laughs) I got into it. I just, ugh, MLMs, they irk me. Now, if you want to hear more and get into more facts and more information, I just scratched the surface, honestly. There's a great YouTube video from James Janney, and I will link it in the show notes below. And he did a whole like mini documentary style thing on YouTube. It's very well researched. It's very detailed. And he breaks it down and he really shows you the information in, you know, to get the good context as to why it's not profitable and why it's not a good thing to be a part of and how it is very much like a cult. And that part is the scary part. There's another one. If you don't have, I think, 45 minutes or so, but you want something a little bit more just like kind of an icing on the cake to what we've talked about today, go check out TFD, The Financial Diet. I will link that one as well. And that is another YouTuber and they do a quick five minute like touching on the facts, very much what I've covered today, but I think they summed it up really well and it really hits home with, wow, okay, (laughs) like how do you not see this? So I hope you enjoyed today's little rant. Until next time, that's it for the Community Cactus. (laughs) 